so I'm I'm here in a sporadic way able to catch some of the Democrats' impeachment filing against uh, against President Trump, and that he threatened the constitutional system. And the fact that he did this in the month of January is no reason to forget about it. That he threatened and almost destroyed the U.S. constitutional system. Now, all of that is an abject lie. None of that is true. They are lying about his role in the January 6th uh, uprising, or whatever you want to call it, at the uh, at the U.S. Capitol, and they know they are. And they've got no guardrails. There's no reason for them not to. They don't have a media that's going to call them out on it. So they're literally, all of this is about making sure that Donald Trump can never, ever again have any role in American public life. There is a column today in the Washington Post. In fact, I intended to get to this a little later, but let me let me get down to this here since I've, since I've brought it up. Um, and it, actually, it's in the entertainment section. Trump wants a library. He must never have one. That's the headline of the story. It's a long story. It goes on. It's filled with blah, 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 blah. And they are abject. They're deathly afraid that Trump is going to triumphantly return to public life. And I'm not saying triumphantly return to the presidency. But they, they're not going to be able to stop this. They're not going to be able to stop Trump from having a public life if he wants it. And when that happens, and they are waiting in abject fear for that, they don't know how it's going to manifest. They don't know if it's going to be a press conference from Mar-a-Lago or a golf club. They don't have the slightest idea. So they're trying to ram through this impeachment business so that they can discredit anything he says anytime he says it. Because they're worried. You know what they're worried about here? Trump wants a library. He must never have. Who are these people? to decide whether an ex-president deserves a library or not. If he can raise the money for it, then he can do a library. That's how it happens. Do you know who bankrolled much, I should say many, ex-president's libraries in the, shall we say, 2000s and the 1990s? Do you know who did it? You know who, you know who the primary funders or bankrollees were? No, it was not Mr. Soros. It was Prince Bandar el-Sultan and his friends from Saudi Arabia. Do I need to remind you that the king of Saudi, the late king, King Abdullah, Abdullah Abziz, del el-Saud, whatever, came over and visited George W. Bush for barbecue and stuff at the Texas ranch. And while he was here, he, you know, the ambassador to the United States from Saudi, Saudi Arabia was Bandar bin Sultan. I think that was the name. He had homes all over the place. And the, the Saudis were worried the guy is becoming too Americanized and wouldn't go back to the uh, home country, Saudi Arabia. I don't know if he did or not. But no, the, the, the king of Saudi Arabia was for Clinton, I think. I don't know if it was major, but I know he was a participating fundraiser, donor. And the same thing for George W. Bush and maybe George H.W. Bush. That, that, that's one of the reasons for the alliance that we've had with, uh, with Saudi Arabia. The point is, 
if you can raise the money for your library, then it's not up to the Washington Post whether you get one or not, what they're worried about. Can you imagine a Trump presidential library? We have the Clinton Library Massage Parlor. Can you imagine what the traffic is to the Clinton Library Massage Parlor? Not much, because you have to have a special admission ticket for the massage parlor part. That's not open to the public. You get it's a special little buzzer. You know, you put in the palm of your hand, and you have to tell the right person, I'm here for the visit the massage parlor. And if it buzzes, you get in. If it doesn't buzz, you don't get in. And no, I'm making that up, but wouldn't that be funny? I mean, I'm here for the... I don't think there's an Epstein, Epstein wing. A Jeffrey Epstein wing, the Clinton Library? No, no, not not here. There may be a Clinton wing at some Epstein property somewhere, but I doubt, I doubt that it's Clinton Library. No, they're worried that it would become the biggest tourist attraction in the country. That's what they're worried about. And it would. It would. Be, they are scared to death of any picture, any video, any, any image that would confirm or testify to Trump's popularity. Because that's what they're really trying to destroy. And they don't know that all they're doing is really cementing it. 74, 75 million people voted for Donald Trump. The Democrats may think that they have the ability to convince 74, 75 million people that the guy they voted for is a reprobate and that they shouldn't have voted for him. But they tried that for four years, didn't they? And how'd that work out for them? They've been trying. They tried for four years. We talked about it yesterday. There was no truth to it whatsoever. They had a free reign. They could make up anything they want about Donald Trump. Think of it this way. Here you are, the Democrat Party. You have the FBI. You have the CIA. At least you have members of both that are sympathetic to the Washington establishment. <clears throat> and you have basically the knowledge that for the next four years, you can make up anything you want about Donald Trump, and the media will amplify it. In other words, you don't have any limits. So your objective is to destroy Donald Trump. You want to reverse, if you can, the election results results of 2016. You want him out of there because you're scared to death what he represents. He represents an uprising of the people of this country against Washington, against the establishment. And it had been building for a long time. It had been building since Perot in 1992. Oh, yeah, it predated Trump. It was part, The Tea Party was part of this. Trump was just the first guy to come along and actually weaponize it in a political sense. But the Trump movement existed before there was Trump. And then he built it and grew it to the point of 75, 74 million voters. But stop and think, these Democrats going in the FBI, CIA, all these conspirators, MI5, MI6 in the UK, the intelligentsia from Oxford and, and Cambridge in the UK, they had a free run. They could make up anything they wanted about Donald Trump. 
All it had to have was some link to credibility. But they could make up anything they wanted, and the mainstream media would not only amplify it, the mainstream media would act as members of the team. And they chose Russian collusion. They thought they had set it up. They thought they had built a believable case about it. And they spent four years, even after the no-choice Mueller report. The Mueller report had to report no collusion. That was the... That was the Maginot line, if you will. They couldn't go beyond that. This was always an effort to sway public opinion. And that's what they hoped they had done by the time the Mueller report was filed and came out. But they couldn't actually conclude that Trump had colluded because he hadn't and there wasn't any evidence for it. So all they could do was get close. Get close in the effort of shaping public opinion. And more and more people believed it. Mission accomplished in their minds. So four years of this, folks. And they remain scared to death of the guy. They are very much aware of his popularity. They're very much aware that he beat them back. So they're doing everything they can. They Now it's the same cabal, it's the same kind of people, same bunch of people with the same mindset who are now in this second impeachment and doing what they can to maneuver and manipulate public opinion against Trump because they are scared to death of a public reemergence. They're trying to destroy whatever credibility he has remaining. And this library business, they're deathly afraid that it would become the biggest tourist attraction in the country. We're going to start on the phones, and we say hi to Darlene, Parker, Colorado. Great to have you with us. Hello. Hi, Russ. It's an honor to speak to you. Finally got through. Hey, I have a quick question for you. So I've been really thinking about this whole scam, hoaxy impeachment, and if they know, if the Democrats know that this is going nowhere, why, and they're so afraid of Donald Trump and, you know, everything he comes out of his mouth, then why would they give him such a grand platform? I mean, the whole world's going to be watching this. Because they think their platform is going to be bigger. Hmm, interesting. I, even though they think they, they, they know they're going to lose and they're going to be able to get to say what they're going to say, but it does it definitely give them... No, they don't, they don't look at the... No, 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 wait a minute. Why do you think they're looking at this as a lose-lose thing? Well, I think they're... they just simply because he's not going to be convicted? Well, I think he. They... Do we lose her connection? Onto him, I get that. But Trump's Trump's Trump. He's going to do what he do. Darlene, we're having all kinds of trouble with your with your connection. Uh, let me try it one more time. Why do you think the Democrats know that they're going to lose this? Right. I think they well because they're going to lose it. They said they can't they can't acquit him. Right. That's been. Pretty much. Okay, so that okay, so they don't have the votes to acquit, uh, convict. They don't have the votes to convict him, so he is going to be acquitted. But that's not why they're doing this. They're not doing this to actually convict him. They're doing this to continue the smear. They're running the show. They determine all of the rules. 
And they're looking at this as an opportunity. Look at their, their first impeachment was a joke, and they still went through with it. They had no idea how that boomeranged on them. They think they won that. They think they won with Adam Schiff and his committee and all this garbage on the phone call to Ukraine. They're looking at this as an opportunity to shape public opinion even more against Trump. They have an opportunity here to continue to impugn, to criticize, to make up whatever they want about the guy. They've got the mainstream media in their back pocket to amplify whatever they say. So this is just an ongoing... And by the way, there's another thing here besides that. It's all about sending messages to anybody that might be thinking of doing what Trump did. Don't try it. Don't think that you can get away with it. We'll treat you just like we're treating Trump. There's all kinds of reasons for them doing this. And the fact that that they're not going to get a conviction is the is way down on the list. Now they're doing this to continue the smear.